Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Wyatt. And this is Father Son 49ers Talk. How are you doing, Wyatt? Pretty good yourself. Yeah. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. It's a what is it today? A Monday? Monday. Yeah, today was my first day back to work since my trip to Columbia. Yeah, how'd that go? It went pretty well. So we we spent most of our time, well, all of our time in Bogota. We didn't really branch out into like the countryside of Colombia, which is where my girlfriend's at right now. She's from Colombia. She grew up in Bogota. And we really just spent most of our time kind of traveling Bogota, getting to know her family, seeing where she grew up, the school she went to, the college she went to, all of her dad's businesses that he has there. He had a bunch of stores and different malls and stuff like that. And kind of just traveling and doing that. It's a big city with a lot of big markets. And um, that's really what we did. So next time I go to Colombia, then we'll branch out and we'll go into like the Colombian landscape and actually see the beautiful parts of Colombia, not just the the big 11 million person city. Well, sounds fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I really did enjoy it. But, you know, I'm back. Today is my first day back at work. Um, I'm ready to be back at work. I, I really enjoy doing what I'm doing right now. So it was, it was nice to get back to work and kind of see some things. I do wish, you know, my girlfriend's at the carnival. We have Mardi Gras going on up here and then the carnival in Colombia and South America. That's what it's the Mardi Gras. It's the same, same event, you know, just in the South America. And so she's doing that, traveling all around doing all that. And here in about a week, she's going to go to Peru for a friend's wedding. So that's what she's doing right now. But uh, what have you been up to? Wyatt? Not much, just living life, school, and I guess more school. That's not true. What else have you been spending all your time doing? Uh, a lot of football stuff, I guess. A lot of football stuff. What kind of football stuff? Just watching different draft prospects and then free agency stuff. Just, I don't know. We got a little, we got a scout here coming up, right? I don't know if you'd call me that, but. A talent evaluator, maybe a broadcaster, maybe both. So my teacher likes to think. Yeah, she really? To, she tried to put a $50 bet on me that by the, if she were to come find me in 20 years, I'd be working with some kind of football uh, agency doing something or another. I could see that. I really could. I could see that for you. I think that's pretty neat. There's a bunch of podcasts we listen to that do 49ers podcast, and a lot of these guys, you know, they – the big podcast, you know, the Better Rivals, you know, one of the guys is working for PFF now. And and you hear it a lot. I mean, just in the podcast that I've listened to with the 49ers, these guys are doing podcasts, kind of getting their start. They, they, you know, they did talent evaluations or they were scouts for teams or they did for colleges or whatever it may be. They do podcasts and then they eventually move up and do that kind of stuff. And maybe we can reach out to one of these guys and see if they can help give you some guidance. Cause I think that you would, I really think you would like to do that. That's one of the things I think that you would enjoy doing as a profession. I feel like I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So for today, we're going to do a little free agency, some trade talk and some draft talk, mostly rumors, kind of what we would like to see that kind of stuff. Our feelings about the 49ers. We talk about that every podcast and we're going to start off talking free agency when we talk free agency, the big thing about free agency, Wyatt, uh, we're going to talk offensive free agency. We're not really going to get into the defensive side today. We kind of did that in our last episode. We're probably going to readdress it again because we get more educated as we look into this and we learn more about what players are available and how it can fit in and 
it's even changed now because you know Shanahan said that we're gonna our defensive ends are gonna play more of a nine technique, which means they're gonna go out much wider, get a more um, a, a wider angle to kind of get into the quarterback, and they're gonna focus really more on sacking the quarterback or getting after the quarterback first, as opposed to being a run first defense. Uh, well, defensive line we're gonna be a a quarterback pressure first defense. So that's you know, there's a lot of stuff that's evolving, and as we go through the offseason, it's going to continue to happen. So what positions do you think that we should really be worried about on offensive, Wyatt? In my opinion, what we should be worried on offense is one position, and that's wide receiver. Yeah, wide receiver. Okay, so if we break down our roster, we were kind of talking about this the other day, right? I mean, so a quarterback, do we really need to pick up anybody at quarterback? No. No, not really, right? We got Jimmy Garoppolo. We have our two other quarterbacks we got nick mullins and bethard right Mm -hmm. and we really like all three of them at least the coaches like all three of them i i really think that it's going to be mullins and and jimmy g as the two the one and two so one is going to be jimmy g of course and the two is going to be mullins i think the bethard i just i don't think that he's i just don't think he's going to make it he's probably stay on the team but i don't know how that goes and you even said that there's rumors that we may trade one I've, there is. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know more about that? I've looked a little bit into it, and it's kind of scattered on what you find. I see people talking. Maybe we trade Mullins. The rumors going around Mullins because they think there's more. Uh, people are going to give more for Mullins than Bethard, but other people say Bethard because we don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy G. What if he turns into like a Carson Wentz? People just speculating that like what if that happens and we need that helper class guy like Mullen. So we straight away Bethard and just kind of just a toss up on what's going to happen. There's no clear answer. Yeah. You bring up an interesting point there, which is, you know, what, what happens if Jimmy G doesn't, doesn't work out? What if he gets hurt again? Right. I assume that's what we're getting at with the Carson wins thing. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's a really interesting concept because when you really look at what we know about our quarterbacks, I think there's an argument to say that we know more about what Nick Mullins is compared to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, if not more, as much. Well, I don't even know as much. We have more game film on Mullins. We've seen him play a season, at least through most of a season. We've only seen Jimmy Garoppolo play five games for us, and he only played a couple games for the Patriots. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a really interesting concept, and this is where we're going to get into the breakdown of the offense. So you look at the quarterback. Our quarterback position is pretty, pretty locked down. Our running back position, right? We have McKinnon. Mm-hmm. We have Breida. We have I Mostard. Need- right? I mean, we really don't need to bring in a person, we a running have, back. We also have Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, yep, that's right. Jamal Williams, he, was, he really played well, too, when he was on the field, when he got his yeah. opportunity. And we have use check. I mean, we, we really don't need anybody at at running back. That's kind of one of those positions. Now there is some what are we gonna do in that position? And the other piece that we may actually need is a bigger third down back to really drive the ball in. That's where we look at maybe we get like a Frank Gore, something like that, right? Yeah. But we, we really don't know what we're gonna do. With that, so we might bring somebody in, but that isn't going to be a top tier guy. No, um, by no means. 
yeah, maybe not even a second tier. That might be like our third tier kind of just get a big guy, maybe a Frank Gore. You know, I mean, at this at this point in his career, Frank Gore is my favorite player in the NFL. I would absolutely die if Frank Gore joined the team. I would not die. I wouldn't want to die. But uh, I would just I would be ecstatic to see Frank Gore in his career as a 49ers. Yeah. And having somebody like him come in, I think that that would be beneficial. We wouldn't want him to carry the workload. We wouldn't want him to get a whole bunch of carries. But put him in. The guy has vision. He can hit holes holes hard. And it's low. He's like the immortal running back. Yeah. So I was listening to a podcast the other day. It's kind of a story, but not a story. And they brought mm-hmm. that up. It was like, if you had the option, would you bring Frank Gore back to the Niners? And as soon as he said that, in my head, it was like, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that may just be my Niners love coming out and maybe not logic. But again, we have a we have a pretty stacked running back core. We have a bunch of guys that have done. Ironically, probably the guy, not probably the guy that is the least proven on this team is Jarek McKinnon. He's the guy making the most money, right? Yeah, the least proven, but the guy that says he's our starter and he's the best one on the team. But I mean, we haven't. We've seen stuff out of Matty B. We've seen Moster. For crying out loud, we've seen Jamal Williams. Yeah, Williams looked good. He looked explosive. He did. He looked good when he was on the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really did. Do you think that there's a lot of talk about Jerick McKinnon coming back? Do you think Jerick McKinnon is going to take Matt Breida's starting position? Uh, yes. You do? I think this because uh, Kyle Shanahan, he loves to have that, that tool, that guy that can go out and bring him out wide the slot as a receiver, mismatch up, just mismatches left, right, and center. He loves that kind of guy. So I think it's going to turn into, I mean, more of like passes, like a lot of passes go to McKinnon, but then he still runs the ball because you throw in a surprise run and there goes McKinnon running yard, running for 10 yards. But then uh, Brita comes in and he does more like the running itself, like, First down, try to run the ball inside. Matty B goes with it. Okay, okay. So here is Matt Breida's stats from last year. So Matt Breida had rushing his rushing yards, 814 yards, right? And he was playing injured a lot of the year. Now, he missed some games, and he also would get hurt during games where he would he was rolling that ankle a lot. So I don't think he ever fully recovered, and he was just playing hurt a lot. I, th- I really do believe that. So he had 814 yards. Now, how many receptions do you think he had? Uh, quite a few. Yeah, he had 27 receptions for 261 yards. Now, that's not a huge amount. Of receptions, I mean, like, what was it? I think last year they said that Le'Veon Bell, not last year, the year before, Le'Veon Bell had like what was it, fifty-five receptions? Yeah. So I mean, but he, you know, Matt Breida looked really good. He showed that he could catch the ball. He had he had really, really good hands when the ball was thrown to him. He's shown that he can do both roles, and maybe if he's healthy, I don't know. What do you think? You think that you're gonna take the guy out that if? you compare Matt Breida's single season in 2018 to Jarek McKinnon's total production 
for his entire career, who do you think has more total yards? Jarek McKinnon, his entire career, or Matt Breida in 2018? Okay, if I was using like what I would say normally, I would say uh, McKinnon, but by the question you're asking, I'm going to go with Breida. Okay, so let's uh, let's rephrase this question, Wyatt. So I'm looking at the stats right here. We'll talk single season to single season. Who has the most yard or production in a single season? Not over McKinnon's entire career, but over a single season. Okay. And it would be Matt Breida. So it looks like Jarek McKinnon, his total rushing yards, the most rushing yards he had was in 2017. He had 570 rushing yards. And then receiving yards, he did come out to close to the same total purpose yards at 421. So 421 yards, 570 yards. Yeah, I mean, total production. I don't know. I think it's an interesting debate. You know, are we going to go with with Jarek McKinnon? Are we going to go with Matt Breida? I really don't know. I hope it's Jarek McKinnon. I have him in my fantasy teams. So. Yeah, I hope so too. I really do. Just, I don't know. I feel like McKinnon's a little bit more of a all-around weapon. Well, we want him to be that all-around weapon. You yeah. Know, we, he, he hasn't proven it yet. I mean, he hasn't proven that he has the ability to go out and and really be that workhorse back. But you know what? He doesn't really have to be. What if we just do a... I was, get, I, was, I was getting ready to mention that. I was going to say, we don't have to have a workhorse back. Yeah, I mean, we could do a Matt Breida. The one thing, though, I will say that frustrated me, probably the thing that frustrated me the most with the 49ers this last season. Well, there was a couple... One of them was our defense playing players out of position. That was super frustrating, and I was really tired of seeing it. But yep. the other thing was seeing Matt Breida just killing a team. Just He was the best player on the team. And then all of a sudden, they stopped giving him the ball. They just stopped. Yep. It was so frustrating for that. Okay, anyways, so quarterback, running back. Uh, we talked about those guys, so we really don't think that we need anybody besides maybe a bigger back to kind of come in in the backfield and and be that third down back if we want him to be we'll probably get somebody like that yeah there's there's guys out there you know that we can come in and have them do that then we talk yeah right then we talk our offensive line and our offensive line you know we probably are going to have to bring in some depth pieces uh some people to compete maybe for an occasional guard job our tackles are pretty set set for next year i would like to see us bring in a center uh, I really would. I'm not sure that our center, Western Richburg, really is. He didn't perform. He didn't do what we wanted him to do this last year. So, you know, bringing in a guy to compete, but not, he's not going to be the starter, but somebody that maybe could develop and become that starter, something like that. Um, but again, that's not like, that's not like one of those things that we need, right? Then, um, then you get into our wide, our tight ends, right? Do you yeah. think that uh, we need? Do you think that like it's a a specific need that we need another tight end? I don't think it's a need, but it's a want. Yeah, exactly right. We want another good guy to come in. We have Kittle though. I mean, Kittle, while he's only done it one year, we need to see it one. I think you need to see that kind of production one more year to really put him at that level, right? That that we we all think he's there. 
and he's at he had the single greatest season as a tight end arguably in the history of the NFL and he almost had the single greatest game as a tight end in the history of the NFL and he should have had it but he didn't so he he's done it once we want to see him do it again right yeah and so we can bring a guy in to can not compete with him but to compete for the number 2 and maybe increase that number 2 level but we have that rising star at that we have our our Gronk if you will you know we have that guy Zachary. so we we have our Jimmy G we have our Gronk um and uh so then when you look at the next position right that's a wide receiver so with wide receiver when you look at our positions you have the starters right now are slotted for the Z receiver we have Dante Pettis Mark Marquis Goodwin's probably going to be the X uh Trent Taylor and Richie James Jr are going to be probably one of those two are going to be the starting slot right yeah and there is there's the rub that's probably the position we need to address this year. I mean, in in offense, that's really the position we need to address. Uh, we we need to bring in talent in the offensive line. I get that. I understand all that. But the thing is, like we were talking about with Jimmy Garoppolo, we don't know. We, we think we know. We hope we know who Jimmy Garoppolo is and what he is. But in order to really understand who Jimmy Garoppolo is. I really, really, really do not like the idea of just saying he's going to raise the abilities of everybody around him. I get it. He has that talent. He has that ability. He's shown to have that ability. But how about we just give him a stud? Just give him somebody to go out and make, just go destroy the league with. Right. Give him, give him that guy. Give him that stud. Dante Pettis is going to be a good wide receiver. I really genuinely believe that he is going to be a good wide receiver. Let's hope Trent Taylor comes back and he's the Trent Taylor, not from this last year, but from the year before they say he was hurt. He played well the last couple of games. Let's, let's hope that he continues and he plays the way Trent Taylor can play. Right. Yeah. But in order to really evaluate Jimmy Garoppolo, let's, let's try not to, let's try not to, just let him carry the team. Let's give him the weapons. He has the running back. He has the tight end, but he needs that one other receiver. And Shanahan, I feel like sometimes Shanahan, what he's doing is this. He is talking. He, he believes in his mind that he can scheme anybody open. So he doesn't need that stud. But just because you can scheme somebody open doesn't mean that you can't scheme a stud open. Or that 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 other elite wide receiver that you have out there isn't isn't can't help you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Bill Belichick's proven you can try to scheme all you want. He can take away your your threats. He can do it, and he will do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There's there's highly intelligent defensive coaches that know how to take away your threats, and you have to have that guy. Yeah, I agree. I really think that we need to have that guy to help Jimmy Garoppolo become the quarterback he can become. You know, let's let's not just, you know, rely on him to build the team. Let's help him build the team. Let's help let's help develop him as well by getting that free that free agent wide receiver. Let's let's talk last year. I mean, last year we we've really allowed 
we're not going to get into all the misses that we've had and stuff like that with with free agents coming in and stuff like that. But if if you could think of one one free agent on offense that you wish we would have brought in last year that you think would have helped, who do you, who would it have been for you? I'm trying to think of the the free agency class. For me, it's Allen Robinson. Oh yeah, I forgot Robinson was free agent. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, I mean, can you imagine Allen Robinson? With Jimmy Garoppolo, I know he got, I know he got hurt, but Allen Robinson, I mean he, he had a good year. I mean, and he yeah. he had a lot of third down receptions, and I mean when when we played him, Allen Robinson looked good. He really did, and I think that he's that kind of guy that we need. He he may not be that that a top tier, that Julio Jones, but he's he's a tier or two under there. You know, he's he's definitely a tier or two above us. You know, yeah. a tier or two above us for sure. Um, Sounds anyways, like talking fantasy, right? Yeah, I mean, a little bit, and you know, this is just our opinions, and this is just anyway. So, when we, t- when we talk about wide receivers for this free agency class, it's really an interesting free agency class in the sense that there really aren't a lot of names. The three big names that when you talk about the different wide receiver positions and the Z wide receiver, the big names that kind of come out are Des Bryant, Cody Lattimore, Demarius Thomas, those are really the three. I have one guy that I like, and you have one guy that I like, or that you like, that, and I kind of like your guy too, that we didn't list in those three. We're going to talk about those two here in a second. But of those three, I, I know you don't know mine, but uh, <laughs> I've talked about it with you before. I've talked about it. But oh. So when we talk about free agency, we talk about potentially what you want is you want somebody that either is significantly better than what you have, or somebody that brings value, right? So it's a value added via his the talent that he brings in compared to his contract. So of those three, do you feel that any of those three really bring a significant level of talent compared to the price tag that we're going to have to pay them to bring them in compared to the wide receivers we have on the roster? I'd rather see our receivers on the field and try to progress them. I agree. I, 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 even if we had to pay them bare minimum, I'd rather see our receivers growing growing as a receiver yeah i really don't like any of those wide receivers for us at all so then you look at the slot wide receiver and there's really three kind of names that we're talking about there right golden tate adam humphrey and DeAnthony thomas now of those three the best wide receiver and probably the best wide receiver in this free agency class is golden tate so what do you think about golden tate should we bring him onto the team oh is that enough? He's bringing a guy into a slotted, or our slot receiver. Like that's a crowded spot. Receiver in general is crowded. Why bring a guy in that's better? But does he add that much? He's gonna ask for a lot of money. I think does that's. He add, does he add enough? Does he add enough? Add enough to our offense to pay him that much more? And that's the question, right? So with with Golden Tate. You look at how much he's probably going to have to get paid, and you got to think that he's probably going to make five, six million dollars at least. I mean, probably he. The guy's really good. The guy is he is clearly a better talent than what we have, and I do think that maybe we do need to take shots at guys. We need to take shots, and we need to pay for some players to come in. But I do think that there's some other options. Uh, but we do need to. So for Golden Tate and the slot wide receiver, I'm not sure that the slot wide receiver is really what we need to kind of separate our wide receiver core. And when you compare his contract that he's gonna that he's gonna demand 
he's going to demand $5 million minimum, probably. I mean, five, six. But his contract compared to our starters, so Trent Taylor and Richie James Jr., and Trent Taylor has proven that he can perform at a at a significant level, at a high level, uh, when he's healthy and he's playing well. Hopefully he can do it again. He's done it once with Jimmy G. Let's hopefully he can do it again this year. But the combined two contracts of Trent Taylor and Richie James Jr. for their entire length of their contracts as, what were they, seventh-round draft picks? Something like that. Yeah. I wish he was. I don't, I'm not for sure 100% about. I'm pretty sure uh, Trent Taylor was Trent. as well. But I'm pretty sure they're both seventh-round draft picks. But anyways, the combined value of their total contracts are worth less, or about $4 million. About $4 million. So you're going to have to pay Golden Tate probably $5 million for one year where you can have both of these players for the length of their contracts for less than Golden Tate will cost for one year. And when you look at what Golden Tate's going to take away, I mean, that that amount of money is is money that we can use in other positions to sign our guys or to bring another you know valuable cornerback into the defense and really put that money in the defense where we need it to go kind of right now, you know? If yeah. we're going to bring a wide receiver, we need it to be out in the X and Z. We need it to be a big guy or, you know, somebody out there in that that level. Maybe not big, but, you know, an Antonio Brown, which we, we'll talk about here in a second, or, you know, an Odell Beckham Jr., which we're going to talk about it again, or, you know, I mean, whatever there it is. So those are the kind of, of those six names, I don't think either of us really like either one of those or any of those guys for our team. So who's the guy that you like, Wyatt? Personally, I like Tyrell Williams. Yeah, tell, me, tell me why. I just like him because he's an amazing route runner, which Shanahan's proven to like. A good speed guy, and he's proven that he can be a good receiver. And yeah, I I like him. I think that that's a really good pickup for us. I think that you know he's not going to be that top tier guy, but he's definitely he's shown he has the ability to produce, like you said. He's a big guy. He can go and make contested catches in the red zone. I understand. Shanahan says we don't need that guy. We don't need a big guy in the red zone. But in the last couple of years, our red zone, really, I mean, for a long time, our red zone deep offense has not been good. But Shanahan is very good between the 20s. He gets that spread offense going. He spreads out the defense, and he can get those shifty guys running and get them open and make plays, and he drives from the 20s to the 20s really well. But when you get into the red zone, we haven't been able to, to really bust through that barrier. We, we've, we've performed under expectations in the red zone. And a big wide receiver, I think, would really help with that. I agree. So Terrell Williams, the guy I like is not a free agent, but I would really like to see us go out and get him, and that's AJ Green. I would, I would really like to see us go out and make a trade for AJ Green. You know, I don't really want to see 2019 draft picks traded. I don't want to see that. I, we don't. We do not need to trade 2019 draft picks. We need to go all in this year, and not all in is in like we need to trade our future in or anything like that. But, I mean, if we got to trade a third round for A.J. Green, trade a 2020 third round, not a 2019. We need to win this year. If we don't win this year, I mean, do you trust the York family to 
Do you trust Jed York? That's my question. Do you trust Jed York? So-so. Mm, okay, so this is the way I feel with Jed York. I feel like he's hurt us before, right, in the past for decades by being impulsive, firing coaches, hiring coaches that shouldn't be hired, Jim Tom Sula, you know, um, and, and just being that impulsive kind of sporadic owner. He's come together and he he's really kind of brought this feeling that he's brought that that he's stepped away and he's allowing football guys, he's allowing Shanahan and Lynch to take control of the team. But do we think that if we go six, if we win six games or less next year, do we trust that he's going to to keep that stability? Or is he going to revert to his old ways and fire the coaches? and go with what he thinks. He's going to get that itch to go back to his old ways. I I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I, mean, I don't either. I don't think anyone does, honestly. I don't either, but I don't trust it. No, we need to win this year. We need to be a contender, not a contender for the Super Bowl. Um, we're not there yet. Okay. But, you know, Super Bowl, maybe. I see people doing all kinds of posts, you know, we're going to go, we're going to get 12 wins. We're going to get 14 wins. I get it. We were all there last year. We all wanted 10, 12, 14 wins. Uh, I'm not there this year. I mean, if we get it there, man, I'm going to be all in, you know, right on. Uh, I'm, we're there, you know. But I just want to be a competitor to get – I want to be relevant in December. You know, Are we competing to play in the playoffs? That's where we need to get. Can we get into the playoffs? So, you know, our last couple games, I don't want to be already eliminated from the playoff hunt in the last couple of weeks of the season. I want to be there competing for that position, maybe even getting into a wild card or getting into, you know, wild card week as a division champion or whatever it may be. That's mm -hmm. what I want. So in order to do that though, I really think that we need to, we need to draft. We need to hit the draft and we need to get the right picks, the right picks. And we're going to talk more about that when we get into the draft. And then on top of that, um, we need to bring in, veterans that can contribute that can provide that can fill in that gap while our young guys are developing and to do that if we need to trade draft capital for that okay i'm okay with that but don't trade this year's draft capital you need to hit draft picks we need starters we need young developing talent and to do that we need to make draft picks so bring in the young developing talent this year and then use some second third fourth round picks next year to bring in some veterans this year to make us competitive this year right now. Yeah, I agree. That is what I want. So um, I think that bringing in Terrell Williams as a offensive talent, because we were talking about some wide receivers, you know, before, and then I kind of went off on a rant, I guess, um, to help out Jimmy Garoppolo this year, this year. I don't care about next year right now. I don't care about it. So I don't want to throw away next year's talent. I don't want to throw away our future. I get it. But we need to win. This is the third year we're going into this rebuild. And I'm not saying that we need to be Super Bowl competitors, uh, you know, Super Bowl contenders. But we need to be competitive. So Terrell Williams helps. I think A.J. Green helps. If we need to trade a 2020 to bring A.J. Green in, I'm in on it 100%. He's going to go, he costs $11.9 on the cap this year. 
you know, I don't know what that would be if they do the trade, how much that would, how much of the salary cap would roll over that the Bengals would still owe, uh, would go on their salary cap compared to ours, whatever it may be. But I mean, 11.9 million, he's going to be 30 this year coming up in like July or June. I can't remember which month it was. He's still young enough that he can be that he can be a contributor for two, three, four years down the road, and we need him to be that. So I think that would be awesome. And he's never played with a talent like Jimmy G. So I get that AJ Green's been a little bit quiet, but he's playing with Andy Dalton. Little red water gun. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> no, I kind of came up with it myself. Well, I didn't, but I did. Uh, little red water gun you know and, and Andy Dalton I, I'm really glad for him again I think that that's awesome that he's found a team that believed in him uh, for as long as they did you know I, I really think they're moving on from him with the new coaching staff and stuff like that so no I'm not trying to disparage Andy Dalton but Jimmy Garoppolo is another tier and if you could put AJ Green with Jimmy Garoppolo and then you have your shifty Dante Pettis with Trent Taylor running around Jerick McKinnon and Matt Breida and then um Kittle running around, man, that is an offense. A competitive offense. Yeah, with Frank Gore punching it in from the three-yard line, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I got a little, red, a little background, a little red water gun. A buddy of mine, he's red, as red ahead as you can become, like mm-hmm. straight redhead. And he's pitches one of my baseball teams, so I've always called him a little red water gun, just picking on him. Mm-hmm. Amazing pitcher, but just fun to pick on your friends sometimes yeah so i called him a red water gun and then i realized andy dalton yeah that fits him <laughs> i like it yeah i like it okay so now we're gonna get into some trade talk we've talked wide receiver we talked to the free agent and really mostly just wide receiver free agents um that some names that we like but now we're gonna talk some trade talk and antonio brown so uh, there are really three teams that have been reported. I think it's actually changed. I think I saw another team kind of come in. But the three teams I read about uh, a couple days ago were the Raiders, the Redskins, and the Titans. There's another team that kind of came up, and I can't remember who that was. But those are the three main teams right now. Uh, but the 49ers say that they're not interested. I mean, that's that's all the reports that the 49ers are not interested in Antonio Brown. Should we be interested in Antonio Brown? No. No? No. Okay, why? I don't like the comedy made. That tweet he came out with, I think the exact words were, if the team doesn't play by my rules, then I don't have to play at all. Or something like that. It was something on those yeah. lines. And I really didn't like that comment. It was about talking about how he doesn't need football. It was like... Yeah, okay. right? Yeah, he doesn't need football. He's he's done, He's got his career... I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I mean, that's that's essentially kind of the message that came across, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't need them. They need me more than I need them. Uh, it's kind of an, an attitude that I can play for any team and be a value, which he's right. You know, for the most part, he's okay. right that if he continue if he plays at the same level he was playing, then yeah, absolutely, he's going to be an asset to any team, and he's going to change the complexity of that. Um, of that offense. So he, he is kind of right. And, and that's awesome. But I, I agree. I, I really don't think that I was on the Antonio Brown train. I wanted so Antonio Brown, but I just don't want that on the team. You know, I, I want to win. I do. I'm willing to, to accept a little bit of a diva coming onto the team. 
and doing his thing. I mean, we're the 49ers, right? We had we had uh, Terrell, Terrell Owens. Owens, you know? We had Terrell Owens and, I mean, wide receiver diva, right? I mean, so we get yeah. it. Um, but I'm just not into it. Yeah, I think that moving on from Antonio Brown is the right move. Mm-hmm. I mean, just kind of going back to your guy that you like, A.J. Green. When was the last time you heard him and like a big deal where he's getting in trouble or tweeting something that people don't like to hear? It's like, when was the last time you heard something out of AJ Green? AJ Green's a really, a really solid player. And I've heard that he's a really good character in the locker room and just the way he prepares for the game. Another guy, Julio Jones. When have you heard him? Like, when have you last heard him in the news? Yeah, I mean Julio Jones, but I mean we don't have an option for Julio Jones. That's not going to happen. No, I was just I was just thinking of receivers that because there's a thing going around like all the good receivers are divas. It's just something you're going to have to accept if you're getting a good receiver. And I just mm-hmm. kind of high, highly disagree with it. A lot of them are, but you have guys like Julio Jones or AJ Green and that aren't. Yeah, I mean they they aren't. I mean they may have a little bit of a little bit of. Pep in their step. I really don't think AJ Green has much of. I think he's really calm, kind of demeanored person. But I don't know. I mean, I really haven't read a lot about either, other one of those wide receivers. But that's that's kind of the point, right? You just don't hear yeah. about them in the news that often, other than the plays that they make. Yeah. So that's going. Uh, so we are, we are out on Antonio Brown. It makes me a little bit sad in the heart because I really like Antonio Brown. Then the next one is OBJ, and we're going to get into some more OBJ talk a little bit later. But uh, would you be open to trading for Odell Beckham Jr.? Should, should we be should we be shopping that trade? Mm. We're talking That's, character right now, right? We're talking character. Yeah, character-wise, I'd be a lot more willing to get him than Antonio. Okay. Yeah, I guess character and talent. We can talk. I mean, because yeah. that's kind of you're you're talking. You can't, you got to take one with the other. The talent's what makes them makes them uh, a valuable asset there for the 49ers Is that he has that ability, that talent. And that's why you'd be willing to put up with a little bit of his his antics um, as a wide as as a person off the field. Not yeah. antics. This is his lifestyle. The, the lifestyle he chooses to live and and kind of the the people and places that he puts around himself. That kind of stuff, right? So, yeah, Odell Beckham Jr., I think that that's an interesting trade for us. And there's a lot of rumors. I mean, that today I have read so much about the trade rumors with Odell Beckham Jr. And we're going to get into more of that here in just a little bit, okay? So yeah. uh, you saw that question that I added in kind of last minute, and we're going to talk about that. So we are going to talk about two more guys and free agency that are not offense. I know I said that we weren't going to talk defense, but there were two guys I kind of wanted to bring up. One was Earl Thomas. Do you still want to bring Earl Thomas onto the team? Of course I do. Yeah, of course, right? So what is your opinion? What do you think is going to happen there? You, you were talking about this the other day, and you made a pretty interesting comment. Yeah, I I want to see Earl Thomas, and I see a lot going on with the whole, oh, Earl Thomas moved his whole family to to, to Texas. And when you really look into it, if he had full intentions, like 100% intentions of playing for Dallas and he wasn't looking anywhere else, why wouldn't he move his family closer to Texas? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not to Texas, but to Dallas. If Mm -hmm. you look at him, it's like 
where he's at is like three hours from Dallas. It's yeah. closer to Houston than it is to Dallas. Well, and he's – so what I read about it and what everybody else has read is that Thomas wants to play for Dallas, Earl Thomas. And this this kind of came out in the draft, so I don't know. I was listening to the draft talk when this was happening – or not draft, but the combine. I was listening to the combine, watching the combine as I was doing homework and stuff this weekend. And what I what I heard them talking about was that Earl Thomas wants to play for – Dallas, but he is not willing to give Dallas a hometown discount. He will take the highest bidder. Yeah, that's what so, I was hearing. So should we, should we take him up on that? Should we be the highest bidder? Yeah, yeah. You should. Okay. I mean, you can't tell me right now where you're standing that you think Dallas is going to outbid us. You can't what? You can't tell me that you think Dallas is going to outbid us on Earl Thomas. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm a little bit hesitant. I really don't know. It's it's we pay a lot of money for for positions that just I'm not sure about. You know, I mean, we paid a lot of money for Uzcheck. We paid a lot of money for Malcolm Smith. Uh, we paid a lot of money for Jarek McKinnon, but we seem to not be willing to pay a lot of money for people like Allen Robinson. Right. And we're willing to pay a lot of money for these positions and for these players that, that I just not necessarily, I don't really believe in. And so, I mean, are we going to be willing to pay that money for Earl Thomas? I mean, he did have a broken leg, right? So he had a broken leg mm-hmm. that the injury is not as severe as the Richard Sherman injury. And yeah. when he was playing, he looked really good. I mean, he didn't appear to be slowing down. So hopefully he comes back and he's healthy and he really kind of shores up that that defense. I think that it's a good move. I think bringing in Earl Thomas, spend a little bit of that money we have, uh, bring him in and kind of be that gap, right? Be that guy that kind of brings in and de- uh, that brings in and fills in that gap while we develop our younger guys to kind of take over in three years. Yeah, I like that move. I think the bringing in Earl Thomas. Of course, now if he wants an exuberant amount of money, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much he wants, but there's there is there is there is a there's a threshold there somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so we like the Earl Thomas thing. Then Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward on a one year deal. Are you gonna do it? No. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I you know, we paid him a lot of money last year. It was like eight million dollars we paid him, eight, nine million dollars to kind of be that guy. And then he was a backup. And then he just, when he got in the field, he just didn't play well. And then he was injured. And I, I like Jimmy Ward. I, I really was a fan of Jimmy Ward when we brought him onto the team. But when have you but, seen him on the field? But I, I, yeah, I'm ready to move on from Jimmy Ward. I really am. Bring in another guy. Bring in another guy for that, that price tag. You know, maybe he ends up being another Jimmy Ward. But let's just bring another guy in. That's the way I feel about it. Um. Like the like the guy I do I I like, but uh, I'm ready to move on. So that's the way I feel about that. Okay, so we're gonna get into some draft talk now, and this is kind of becoming a little bit of your wheelhouse, isn't it, Wyatt? Yeah, the draft is really where I I love I love the draft. It's kind of kind of just creeping in on me, I guess. Man, I was talking about this today at work, and the draft is like one of my favorite days of the year. Yeah. I, abs- I absolutely love the draft. It's kind of crazy to think, you know, we we have what is it, the longest off season in sports 
I mean, as far as like any other sport, I, yeah. And sports is the off season between, and for football. So we have a hugely long off season. And, uh, but the, the NFL does a good job of keeping you hooked. Like the, the true fans, the fans of the teams with free agency that will combine the senior bowl, senior bowl combine free agency, the draft, right? I mean, there's, there's all this stuff that goes on preseason, Right, so they kind of keep you engaged the season, but then you're just you're starving for knowledge for weeks at a time in between these events. And um, but I really do love the draft. And then the big surprise in the draft, which by the way I did say in earlier episodes could potentially happen. Uh, I didn't predict it, so I'm not going to go that far. Just to say, hey, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, the Cardinals could trade out. They could want this guy, right? There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. But as Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. So Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, there are all kinds of rumors going on right now that the Cardinals would be potentially willing to trade Josh Rosen and draft Kyler Murray. Do you think, what is your opinion? Is that real or is it a smokescreen? I don't know. I want to see it happen. I really do. Just so we can get Bosa. It's really the only reason. Yeah. And yeah. That's really why. So Personally, you... go ahead. I, I, I'm going to go with it's real. I am. Um, just because the head coach has already came out and said before, before he had anything to do with the Cardinals and the number one pick, said if he had the chance to take Kyler Murray number one overall, he would do it. He also drafted Kyler. He not drafted. He recruited Kyler Murray out of high school. This is his guy from high school. Yeah, at hundred percent. And then Rosen, you know, I was seeing Kurt Warner and a couple other NFL experts and uh, this anonymous GM who was supposed to be really good. They put a value for Josh Rosen. So Josh Rosen was taken like with what the eleventh overall pick last year. Was the eleventh or tenth? I can't remember. Um, it's right at that range, right? So he was taken in the first round, at the top of the first round last year. And uh, if they trade him this year, what kind of value do you think that they would be looking for for Josh Rosen? Mid to late first round. Mid to late first round. What kind of value do you think Kurt Warner and the NFL experts put on him? On Josh Rosen? Mid to late value. first round I'd go with, probably. Uh, they put him at a third round value. What? Yeah. They said that he's not worth more than a third round. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of tough. Josh Rosen is a is a lesson on humility. So I'm not the most humble dude in the world. I got my reasons. I get it. Um, so I, I try to be humble, but uh, I'm I'm not super successful at it. But, uh, you know, coming out and saying as a college player that's never played an NFL snap in his life that has a history of getting injured, then coming out and saying, you know, the entire NFL is going to regret. There's 10 teams that's going to regret not picking me. I'm going to make them, you know, regret this day and that kind of stuff how I reset it you know and coming out and just being that kind of in your face you need that confidence but you gotta edge it just a little bit bro 
and you got to edge that. So he could end up being that's going to be on NFL highlight reels for the rest of our days. Yeah, especially if he's a bust. So I mean, it's going to either way if he's a bust or if he if he ends up being the next Tom Brady. I mean, one way is a good uh, is positive. The other way is it's not so positive. But Tom Brady was he was quiet. You know, he was humble as he was as he was coming into the NFL. He came from he was an underdog. You know, and then. Even Joe Montana. Joe Montana was a kind of quiet kind of person as well. And uh, I just I kind of respect that a little bit more than I respect the I'm the greatest of all times and kind of downplaying other people's talents. I mean, when you're saying that, you know, there's 10 people that are going to regret it, you got to look, you got to say, well, did he just did he just diss the other 10 players that was taken before him? I mean, I, I don't know what that means. I don't want to put words in his mouth. So, um, but anyways, so yeah, third round draft pick. And I was talking about this at work as well. I don't understand if this is a smokescreen, if this is some sort of game that they're trying to do to throw the scent off. I don't understand it with the first overall pick. Yeah, it's not like you have the third or fourth pick in the draft and you need to get somebody. Or let's you look at the McGlinchey pick. pick. Yeah, you have the first pick. There's no, Nobody can trade in front of you to take your player. No. Right? So, like... Look at the McGlinchey pick. So McGlinchey, when we drafted McGlinchey, McGlinchey was surprised that we drafted him. Right? Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Because we didn't even talk to him. We didn't do an interview with him at the combine. We didn't bring him into our camp. We didn't go watch him. Not intentionally. We were there looking at the guard, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we never... Ever, not at one point last year in the whole draft process did we ever show any interest in McGlinchey ever. Why did we not do that? So we could draft him with the ninth overall pick? Yeah, so who else wanted McGlinchey? I don't know. The I Raiders. The Raiders. Right? And that, that makes... Actually, Rosen was taking the 11th pick because the Raiders definitely didn't take him a 10. So, but... um. Oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, the Raiders wanted them at ten. That's who they were gonna pick. So if we would have shown and said, you know, we're gonna get McGlinchey, this is who we want. What do you think would have happened? They would have traded up above us. They could have traded in front of us and taken McGlinchey. That's when you play those games. That's when you throw people off your scent. Right, that way you don't have to trade up, give up value to get your player. You let your player come to you potentially because you were able to kind of deflect your true intentions from and prevent other people from knowing really what you wanted. But at the number one overall pick, what what value is there in that? There is no value. So to to come out and, and to really kind of not. I haven't heard the Cardinals say, we want this guy. We want Kyler Murray. I haven't heard him say that. But they've been very noncommittal with Josh Rosen. There's a lot of rumors coming out about them um, being interested in Kyler Murray. And there's a lot of rumors about Josh Rosen. And we have not heard the GM or the head coach come out and say, these are not true. This is not what we want. Josh Rosen is our guy. We're going to stay with him. You haven't heard that, which makes you believe that that has to be their true intention. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we both agree that it's probably real. I, I think that that's what they're going to go for. I think that's what they're going to do. 
Yeah. Okay, so then this gets into the next big name that kind of came out from the combine, which was DK Metcalf. Calf, yeah. right? Metcalf. Yeah, Metcalf. Yeah, I spelled that wrong. and my agenda (laughs) anyways so dj metcalf so what do you think about him man i like dk he looks like i don't know amazing athlete 6'4 225 ran a 433 433 that is fast that dude is giant yeah, he mm-hmm. looks like I don't know bulletproof or something. Yeah, he really does. And then he had twenty-seven um, reps on the bench press, right? I mean, the dude's just a beast. His vertical, his vertical was 40, uh, 40.5 inches. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he really is good. I mean, people are sitting there talking. There's there's people saying, should we take him number two overall? Do you think we take him number two overall? Do you think that we take him over Allen? Allen or um, Boza? Uh, we take Boza. We, we take Boza. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, we take Boza. Yeah, absolutely, right? Yeah. yeah I'm, we 100%, take Boza. I'm 100% on, in on that. You know, if, if Boza's there, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I, I agree. We need to waste 0.5 seconds. We need to have a card already written up that has Nick Boza's name on it. And as soon as you hear Kyler Murray, you hand it to the guy. All right, run. So, well, that's that's interesting. So, is there a is there a first round dream scenario for you? Is there a scenario that we don't get Josh Allen or Boza? I'm sorry, I keep on saying Josh Allen. I, in my mind, mm-hmm. the Cardinals already have Boza. In my mind, yeah. So I keep on thinking Josh Allen, <laughs> but anyways. So, is there a scenario? It, where where we don't get Boza, but he was available that you would be okay with? Uh, we feel pass rush through free agency with quality guys or a trade of some sort, if that were to come out of the woodwork. Something like that. If we got edge rush, if we got quality edge rush, then yeah, there is. So my dream scenario is, However we do it, whatever the picks are, not worried about that part. We trade with the um, – so Bosa's going number one. We trade mm-hmm. with the Jaguars to jump the Giants, and they take Kyler Murray at number – but we get Ramsey in the deal. We get Ramsey, their pick, and we have to give them another pick from a different year this year or something. We go back to number seven. Number seven, we take DK, Jalen Ramsey for corner – DK for wide receiver, edge rush figure out in free agency. Or and second round. And second round. And second round. And second round. My guy in the second round is Brian Burns. Oh, okay. If Brian Man. Burns shows up in the second round, we pull the trigger on him. Man, I like that. Yeah. I would I would be okay with that. You like that scenario, yeah. So the only way I'm okay with that. The only way I'm okay with that is if Boza's not there too. Yeah, same. Here's the thing, and this is where I just get, again, I'm getting a little frustrated. I think I think we're trying to be too smart. I really do. We do not need to be too smart 
in this draft. We just need to hit the draft. We just need to pick the right guy. And if he's there at number two, don't overthink it. Get him. Cha-ching. All right. Yeah, I, I get this whole trading down, and we already missed one Boza, right? Yeah. Yeah, we already missed one. We missed one and Boza. Then, Let's not miss out on the second. Yeah. He's there. You know, so it's just pick the guy that's there. Don't worry about getting too cute. If Boza's not there, if Boza's not there, I'm really okay with the trade back, you know, trying to pick another thing, trying to pick another player back in the – you know, I mean, hopefully mid to late, mid to back into the first top 10. Uh, we get a couple other picks with it. I mean, whatever it may be. And uh, I'm really okay with that. I like that idea. But, 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 but if Boza is there, I, I just don't see any other option. I say we take him. Let's just not outthink ourselves. Let's not outthink ourselves. We need to bring talent. We need to bring talent. We need to bring starters. The, that first overall pick needs to be a starter. Somebody who comes in and provides value. And if it's on defense as a pass rusher, he needs to be a three-down player. I don't want a, a situational player. We don't want – we need somebody that can come in and start and play at a high level. In my opinion, and only my opinion, because I see a lot of people with different opinions, that guy's name is not Josh Allen. I agree. I agree. I do not. This is uh, more of a gut feeling. And I, I just, I don't feel good about the Josh Allen pick. I don't. He's a, um, in my opinion, he's a 3-4 outside linebacker. So he's a 3-4 outside linebacker. And when he wins on getting sacks, does he have good numbers in college? Yes. Go watch the film. He doesn't win off technique. He wins off, off of speed. pure athleticism. Yeah, he runs around them. Jadavion Clowney, look at him. Did he live up to the hype he had coming out of college? I mean, he's a, he's a phenomenal player. He's a phenomenal player, but I don't think he lived up quite to the hype that he he like he had like like hype hype. I think and, part of that's to do with injury. He he hasn't been on the field. It's true. Just I don't know. You see him not winning sometimes because he he has grown a lot of. A lot of moves, but when he first came out, he was a uh, run around him, go run, run, pure run around, af- athletic winning guy. Yeah, and that's what Josh Allen is right now. You see, yeah. Josh Allen, he'll run into a bull rush. He'll try to bull rush all the time, and it doesn't work. His bull rush doesn't work. He's too small, not strong I think, enough. Yep, I agree. Yeah, again, I just I don't feel good with the Josh Allen pick. I, I really think that uh, the trade back, get more picks, bring more players in. If it's Boza, take him. Don't think about it. You know, don't. You know, we were talking about wanting to tank the entire. We were mad when we won games because we we lost Boza, right? So yeah. if we still get Boza, and don't don't overthink a good thing, you know. Just just think what you have to think. Yeah, take it. Okay. So we we agree with the dream scenario if Boza's taken number one overall. If no, Boza's taken number one overall, I want to see us trade back. I really, I really, that's what I want to see. Trade back, 
get our guy, you know, whatever it may be um, in the background. Maybe we trade, we get a player on top of that. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit, right? Whatever, whatever could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next, you did have another wide receiver that we were kind of looking at, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me uh, about it. I like AJ Green out of Ole Miss. The other guy. That's not. That wasn't who we talked about. I mean, you have talked about him, but that isn't who I. Oh, I'm talking draft. Okay, you're thinking him. Okay, I've talked about quite a few receivers. I like a lot of receivers in this draft, by the way. I know you do. Yeah. I like Debo, AJ, the guy you're talking about with that goes by the name of Hakeem Butler. Yeah, that's who I was talking about. Six five four four eight. Yeah, six five, four four eight forty time. He had a thirty six vertical, which is not very high um, compared to the forty point five. But I mean, the guy can still he's he's a big, strong, fast guy, he's and six, he five. can jump. Yeah, he's six five. I mean, the guy can play, and he's from Iowa State. I mean, you know, right on. I'm not an Iowa right. State fan, but I am an Iowa fan, so I vote for Iowa for, or Iowa State if they're not playing Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Some Iowans would be pretty mad at you about that. I know they would. I've heard people be mad about it. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, yeah. So uh, I like Hakeem Butler. There's there's some other guys out there for wide receiver. I, I do like the Hakeem Butler um, pick, you know, picking him up. Um, there was one pick that I saw, one, one name I saw kind of come up, and that was Greedy Williams. I've seen that in some forums. There was a – uh, Rich and Vandenberg asked um, on 49ers Faithful Facebook page, he said, what about finding our edge in free agency and drafting Greedy at number two? No. Yeah, you don't think so? I don't like Greedy at the second overall pick. That's a lot of value, man. It's a lot of value, right? Yeah, it's just the second overall pick. Is Greedy a good player? Yes, he's a phenomenal player. Phenomenal. Which, by the way, so is Josh Allen. But he's just not not the way that, in my opinion, not the way that people want him to be. A lot. I, I get into him, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> I already did that once. Greedy Williams, he's a phenomenal player. Amazing man cover corner. He's got good zone. Good, I would say. Not phenomenal. Not elite. But uh-huh. good zone. And we run a lot of zone. Um, he's amazing man to man going up, consistent catches, knocking those away. Just a good corner, good physical press corner. You see him a lot of times in press. It's just I don't like him for us, especially not at number two. I don't like I don't like him really in this draft class. I don't like him at number two. Yeah, I agree. I think if I don't think taking Greedy Williams at number two is the way to go. You know, I, I, we've talked about that. At number two, I want to see his trade back. That's what I want to see. I'm not going to be upset if we draft Allen. Not going to be upset about it. I'm not um, going to be upset. It's just like. I'm just going to be scared that we got the wrong guy again. Yeah, yeah. I'll have that nerve. Now, if we get Bosa, I'm not going to have really that nerve. Now, if we were to trade back into the draft and still get Josh Allen, well, then I wouldn't be concerned because we got other stuff going on. Yeah, right. If we got Josh Allen, I'll like. He's not going to make it that far. I mean, but no, he's not. Um, but... Let's see. Where where were the Jaguars at? Seven. Seven. Yeah, he's not going to make it that far. He won't make it that far. 
in the the last thing that we were going to bring up, right? So we were there, and it was kind of something I saw kind of come up on Facebook pages. And it kind of, uh, after today, uh, reading the, the news about OBJ, man, I, I saw that there's beat, beat writers out there, some really credible people out there saying that the Niners are like the top, top, top contender for Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I just, I find that kind of hard to believe. I really do. I don't know. I've already told you my opinion. I don't think we trade that. Well, I mean, this is a slightly different situation, slightly different. This guy's 26 years old and he's elite level. So it may or may, I'm not sure how I exactly feel about it. Yet. We'll see how I feel about it at the end of the conversation, but my overall general feeling and uh, strategy for this year is draft this year, trade next year's picks for veterans. If we need them, right. That's my overall opinion. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it does look like, it could end up being Odell uh, choice between Odell Beckham Jr. and Josh Allen at number two. So do we draft Josh Allen or do we trade the number two and take Odell Beckham Jr.? What do you think, Wyatt? Uh, it depends on what we do in free agency. Oh, I see. That's a. Are you going to be a politician instead of a news uh, sports? broadcaster i don't know doubt it you doubt it <laughs> politics ain't my thing that depends <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know you're going with that but i don't uh, know just if we don't get edge rusher free agency i want to see Allen. but then we say that there's a lot of other edge rushers in the later parts of the you know mid for even we maybe we could trade back up in the first round probably not we don't have a lot of draft capital but I mean, second round, right? You said you had a guy in the yeah. second round you liked. What was his name? Brian Burns. Uh, Brian oh. Burns, and he's might be second round. He's probably going to be late first, top of second. He might even sneak up into. He's he's raising his draft stock a lot. So if he's there in the second, I want to see us grab him. So what if we got Odell? What if we got Odell and then your guy in the second? Brian Burns. Yeah. I don't know. Brian Burns ain't no Josh Allen. Or you mean Boza? I'm I'm saying I'm clearly saying Josh Allen, just straight up. So you'd rather I mean, have Josh I'm, Allen? Oh, I said Josh Allen. I meant Boza, by the way. Holy cow! I wrote that down wrong again. In my mind, Boza isn't the Cardinals. Let's rephrase this question: Josh Allen or not a Josh Allen? Sorry, uh, Boza or Odell Beckham Jr. Boza. Boza, not even a not even a thought for you. No, that that took me 0.5 seconds to tell you. 0.5 seconds. Hmm. I heard it and said my answer. <sighs> what if we did? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm kind of with you. Although, if we did it, it I'm gonna feel okay about it if we bring in some edge rushers on a free agency and then draft another one. Like I'm not top of the second. I'll still feel okay about it. I don't want to say I'm going to feel great about it. I'm not. But, I'm not going to feel great about it or okay with it. But I'd be uh, frustrated. I, I think Boza is the guy um, for us. You know, I really, I really do. Now, oh, what about this? I, I don't know why I didn't think about this. 
because the Giants need a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, dude, what what if they took Boza at one, and then we traded our second for Odell? If they took Bosa at number one, I'd be fine with second and Odell. If Bosa's not on the board, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I feel good about that. Yeah. If uh, if Bosa's not there and we trade that number two to get Odell Beckham Jr. And then we draft another guy in the second round at the top of the second, it's basically a first round. I mean, you got to think it's yeah, not. It, I mean, it's, but it's basically. It's not. They put a two in front of it, but it's like. I don't know. It's the second pick in the second round. So, I mean, it's basically a first round. right? Exactly. And, uh, it's the fourth. I don't know what happened there, but it's the fourth pick. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we traded probably. Mm. Yeah, some trade went on, but it's yeah, we're, it's the fourth pick. But so it's still basically – Same difference. It's basically a late first round pick. Yeah, and uh, so then we get Odell Beckham Jr., with the basically the number two overall pick, I'm I'm not sure what else they're gonna want. I'm not really a fan of trading a first round pick for wide receiver. I think that typically first round picks are reserved for pass rushers. I think that's probably the way you play that. But uh, I I don't know. I I would hate to be upset about getting Odell Beckham Jr. You know what I mean? The only way I'm gonna be upset is if we take Odell Beckham Jr. over Boza. If we take Odell Beckham Jr. over Boza, I'm not gonna be happy about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to be happy about it because we have Odell Beckham Jr., but I'm not. I would have rather had Boza. I am going to be – I'm going to try my best to be excited about anything that happens. So I'm going to trust in the Niners, but – Again, trust, but as a jaded – like a jaded lover. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you, you trust them, but you're always looking over their shoulder. Like, oh. So, I, I will uh, say this. Like, I have blindly been following the the um, John Lynch and Shanahan, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, just the way things have played out the last couple of years, you got to think, like, hey, we let's just not overthink things. Let's just live our life. Let's just do the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. Do the right thing. Take the take the best player available. Oh, speaking of the best player available, not the best player available if it doesn't make sense, right? So it's like, oh, we have Jimmy Garoppolo, and let's say Kyler Murray was hands down, hands down the best player in the draft, right? But we have Jimmy Garoppolo. And like, well, we have Jimmy Garoppolo. He's our guy. But you know what? This Kyler Murray guy is pretty good, so uh, we're going to draft him too. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like, you like it. it? Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. called sarcasm. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I think I think Shane Hale would keep his job after that. Yeah, redundancy does not win, right? No, so, that would not work. That yeah, bad idea. Bad I, idea. I know that that's an extreme situation, but you know, taking the best player available when it's your strongest position group does not win games, right? So sometimes you got to take the best player available in your position of need. It yeah, it's like they're being it's like they're being elusive running back that knows how to catch balls out of the backfield and us going, hmm, I think we could get you deal with this guy. He's really good. Yeah. He's really good. 
Let's just mm-hmm. th- let's bring him in. Come on, come on. Yeah, it's like having is it's like having Elliot, and then the best player is uh the best available player is a running back, and you're like, oh, we have Zeke, uh, but we're gonna take this guy number two. I because we can. It doesn't make sense, right? So having more I mean, than one, having more than one is always a good thing, right? Yeah, not to say that you shouldn't take the best talent available all the time. I, you should. I really do believe it's situational. I think there's a situational element to it. So there is there is value in taking the best player available, but there's always extenuating circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Wyatt, I think that that is about everything I had on the agenda. Do you have anything else you want to cover? I think we touched it all. Okay, I love you, Wyatt. Love you, Dad.